0: Hello, and welcome to Tea and Chat, the British English podcast that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. Hello, and happy 2020 or Happy New Year. Are you excited that it is a new year or even a new decade? I think this is quite an interesting time of the year, at least in Western culture, there's this kind of time between Christmas and New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, when people just don't know what day it is, what's going on, what they should be doing because it's usually a time of rest, it's a time to spend with your family, it's a time to just relax. And it's quite unusual to be out of the routine of working every day, working your nine to five job. So when you get a week's long holiday like that, you might be feeling kind of confused because you're not sure what day of the week it is. But now as we roll into the new year, people will be going back to work and starting their new routines. But I think, you know, As I'm recording this, it's only the first week of January, so people probably feel a little bit bemused still. I know at least I do. It's actually quite difficult for me to relax and switch off from the world and just really try and enjoy the moment and I did try my best. I made sure to relax, watch a few movies and do some things for fun such as creating uh, photo albums. I decided to create some photo books. Um, I've already created one which was for my trip in England from last year and I want to create some more to document my time here in Canada so far, and also my time in Japan from 2016, 2017, because I think it's really nice to have something physical that you can look at. Nowadays, everybody just posts their pictures online, on Facebook, on Instagram, and that's it, you know? And when you take pictures, you take them off your camera and you put them on your computer so that they're saved as a digital file. But let me ask you a question. How often do you go through the pictures section on your computer to look at your photos? (laughs) To look at the photos from that holiday you went on, from the selfies that you took on your phone, or from that wedding that you attended? I bet the answer is never, because I can say, at least for myself, I have thousands and thousands and thousands of photos on my computer that I should probably make time for backing them up onto a hard drive for sure in case they get lost. But out of those thousands and thousands of photos, rarely do I ever click on an album and go, oh, let me look through my holiday photos from Spain or something like that. No way. But when you have a physical album, especially if you maybe leave it um, in a place where you could see it, maybe in your living room, You can take it out from time to time, maybe you have family visiting or you have friends visiting and you want to show them, hey, look at these memories that I've created over the past few years and I think that's really, really special, especially when you have like family photos or these special occasions, like I said, different trips and weddings and things like that. You really want to share that experience and relive that experience with loved ones who are close to you. So I know this is a bit of a rant to start this podcast and it's totally unrelated to what today's topic is. Today's topic by the way will be all about setting goals but I suppose it is relevant in terms of just creating and storing memories and how we choose to do that today because again maybe even if you do share photos on social media you're not likely to just scroll through it or pull out your phone and show your relatives and friends who are visiting, hey, look at my Instagram feed. That's quite unusual, I think. So I decided, let me create these photo books so that I have something physical that I can go through when friends and family visit. Um, and maybe, you know, they want to travel to that country. I have friends at the moment who plan on visiting Japan this year and they were super interested like hey do you have any photos from your trip in japan we'd really like to see the places you visited to gain some inspiration so that's a great time to have like a physical album and for my trip to england we had a lot of family ask us hey do you have any pictures from your trip to england because i don't post on facebook and i haven't really posted pictures on instagram So I didn't have anything to show them because everything is just in a folder on my computer. So that's why I decided, okay, let me create this kind of photo book, which is actually quite fun. It's a bit different from a photo album because you can add text. So you kind of, get to create the story of your holiday or whatever it is so in my case you know it starts off with like we started our trip by visiting family and then we went through central London and we did this and this and it's quite funny because you can add a little bit of extra something to those moments and also personalize it with lots of different creative colors and backgrounds and things that make it just a little bit more interactive. So I'm excited to see when that arrives because I only just put in my order a couple days ago and then I'm going to probably create some more. (laughs) But like, like I said, today's topic is about goal setting. It's a new year and we often have this term new year's resolutions which always kind of pops up. (laughs) Often people just start asking each other, hey, do you have any New Year's resolutions? And then they get into a a deep conversation (laughs) or maybe uh, quite a simple conversation of no, I don't, or uh, maybe to lose weight, it's quite a common one. So what I want to do today is I actually posted a template on my British English Tutor Instagram page of some of the most popular new year's resolutions that people have or make and it was a list of about 20 things and they're all really really good ideas and I ticked off most of them. Most of the things are actually things that I want to do so I'm going to go through that list with you if you didn't see it on my Instagram stories. Remember um, I am on Instagram and also to check out my stories on Instagram because I post a lot on there also about kind of like my daily life. I'm trying to post more so that you can get more vocabulary from what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis and things like that. I'm also going to be doing a British challenge starting from next week. So it's seven days of mini challenges for things that you can do to try and be like a British person, essentially. It's quite fun and lighthearted, but if you'd like to give that a try, make sure to head over to my Instagram, follow me and also check my stories. Of course, most of my listeners, if not all of my listeners are trying to learn English and that's why they are listening to this podcast, to improve their listening skills. So I won't leave you waiting. Let's start with how to set goals for learning a language. Now, this is really, really important and something that you must not put off or put to one side or underestimate the importance of. Because setting goals, especially when learning a language, is actually really, really important. It's a great way to track your progress and make sure you are improving constantly in that language, even if it's just a little bit here and there. But how you go about setting your goals is a completely different thing. Because when people set goals, they always do something different. Some people might set goals for learning a language to be very technical, maybe only completely focused around grammar or focused around a textbook and how much they should read, something like that. And some people just set goals like, I want to be fluent in one year, or I want to reach advanced level in one year. But neither of these are very good ideas. Truthfully, like with anything, you need to find something that works for you. But I'm just here to try and give you a few suggestions and tips that hopefully help you head in the right direction. Now, just moments ago, I actually shared on my Instagram also how I was going to set my goals this year. Now they weren't related directly to languages. I do study a little bit of Spanish, but I'll get a bit more into that in a moment. They were just kind of like how I set my goals in general. And I choose to set goals for time periods of between three and six months. So regularly I check in with my goals and see if I'm on track and how I'm doing so that I can reevaluate my progress and make any changes where necessary. I think this is really really key because the thing with new year's resolutions is that people set goals for one year from now now we all know as adults time does fly by fast it flies by much quicker than when we were children but still one year is a long time and it's not very realistic to set yourself such a big goal for one year now you can you can set yourself something vague maybe you're looking to buy a house or you are hoping to get married, or you want to try learning a new language, you want to exercise more. These are all very kind of relaxed, loose, not very specific goals, and that's actually what I'll be getting into in a moment. When I get to that list, I said I ticked off most things on this list for the New Year's resolutions, because most of them are quite general and probably apply to a lot of people, but that's not what I mean when I'm talking about setting goals. I like to set them for a shorter period of time so that I know there's a greater chance that I can achieve them. And like I said, I can keep on top of them more easily. So some people call setting realistic goals kind of like micro goals, setting yourself small, specific goals for a shorter time period. So instead of saying, hey, I want to be fluent in one year or I want to improve my grammar, you can be a little bit more specific and say, In six months, I want to have plucked up the courage to try to speak with a native speaker, whether that be a teacher or maybe when you go on holiday to England or even just finding like a language exchange partner just saying something like a bit more specific like I want to pluck up the courage to have my first conversation with a native English speaker and then how you're going to do that like I said there are many different ways you could do that so just try and be as specific as possible so that you have your mind set on how you're going to do that not just the what we don't just want to know what you want to achieve we want to know how you're going to achieve it And for example, for grammar, rather than just saying, hey, I want to improve my grammar, you could be more specific and say, I want to perfect prepositions or I want to perfect articles. In six months, I want to try really, really hard and just focus on this one particular aspect of grammar. And again, detail what that is and then detail how you're going to do that. So how are you going to improve that grammar? Well, I'm going to make sure that I quiz myself or I test myself every single week, make sure that I am studying that grammar using a variety of resources, which I'll get to in a moment, and create a realistic time scale of how long it would take you to achieve that. But like I said, rather than overloading yourself with a really big goal, like just becoming amazing at grammar, Be more specific and set a smaller micro goal of an exact aspect that you want to improve. Now for me as a teacher, the number one thing I always tell my current students and especially obviously new students who are coming to me, they're lost, they don't know where to start, is to use a variety of resources when you are learning English. Some of you are probably already doing that, if you are listening to this podcast right now, it is very likely that you have chosen to use a variety of resources to improve your English, so well done to you. Sometimes it can be frustrating to find what really suits you, what really works for you because everybody is different and everybody learns differently. There is no one way to do anything. Some students think, well, there must be an exact time frame in which I can learn a language. That's not true. If anybody tells you that, they are lying to you. Because everybody learns differently, we can't just come up with a rough estimate of how long it takes to learn a language. For example, oh, you could become fluent in English in two years if you practice really hard like no 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 that is not the way that it works every person is different and not just based on the way that they think but their learning style and so many other factors come into it and play an influence that it's just impossible to come up with something like that. So the same goes for what resources you are using. There is not one way to learn a language. There are so many different ways that you can learn a language. You could be listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos, watching TV movies, reading books is very good. Um, going through your textbooks, listening to radio, reading news articles. And all of these are great options, but you might find that you have a preference for some over the others, which is great. So I always suggest, first of all, to try out, all of the options <laughs> see what works for you and then pick a few but don't stick with it what I mean by that is of course you want to stick with it in that you keep using those resources regularly every week for example or every day but perhaps after a few months you might want to change it up a little bit because the other thing that you have to be aware of when learning a language is not to get stuck in a rut it's a common phenomena with intermediate language learners that they get stuck in this phase where they don't feel like that they are improving anymore. They had this rapid improvement and growth at the beginning of their journey going from beginner to intermediate, but going from intermediate to advanced is a much slower process. So this is where the frustration starts to build and they become kind of stuck. Now, they already feel quite comfortable in their methods of choice when it comes to learning because they've probably been using it for a while and they don't want to step outside of their comfort zone to try the other different resources because they've tried them before and it just didn't work for them. Well, actually, right now and right then is the perfect time to try the other resources because... If you are just doing the same thing day in, day out, and you don't see any progress, that's kind of like madness (laughs) because you can't expect change if you are not changing, okay? So that's my main goal for all of my students, whether current or new, it's just to step out there and see what there is, see what resources there are. When it comes to language learning, there are new resources being developed every day, new apps, new online resources. You know, we have things like learning English through Instagram, which we definitely didn't have before. And there's just so much out there that it's a really good idea to step out of your comfort zone and try those. Now we have the other type of student who has a teacher and they take classes with their teacher whether it be online or locally every week maybe once per week they have a lesson with their teacher and that's really really good however they become too reliant on that teacher which means that they are essentially putting all of their hope and all of their energy into that teacher and assuming that by taking those lessons once a week that that is enough that their teacher will be able to have all of the magic powers and skills to help them develop that new language. Now, of course, teachers are really important and they can be great for holding you accountable, for checking in and saying, hey, did you do your homework? Hey, why are you not improving? Like, hey, you need to put in a bit more effort. However, if your only resource of learning the language is through a teacher and when you go home, you completely switch off like this, and you don't do anything else, you don't do any reading or listening or writing practice, then you actually have yourself a problem because you've become too reliant on your teacher. And then after those three or six months, you go to your teacher and you say, hey, why haven't I improved? Well, <laughs> they might ask you, did you do anything outside of our lessons? And then you find yourself, you know, not sure whether you should tell a lie or tell the truth. Mm. I mean, I watched a couple of TV shows or not really, you know, and that's just as big of a problem as doing nothing. <laughs> Essentially, at that point, you are doing nothing because you are not learning actively and we want to make sure that you are learning actively. Now, the last point I really want to mention is about your mindset. Kind of related to this, you know, how are you thinking when you are at home or when you're on your way to work, but kind of just your attitude towards the language in general. Do you have a positive attitude towards learning the language? Is it something you really enjoy? Is it something that excites you and brings a fire into your soul and just gives you so much energy and you just feel so great every time you accomplish something small in that language? If that's you, that's great. But I know a lot of students, they are just learning English because they feel like they have to. You know, from school, they feel like they were forced to learn the language because it was compulsory. And now maybe they are in their jobs at work and they are being told, hey, if you want to move up the career ladder, if you want to get that new opportunity abroad, or if you want to get that new promotion, you're going to need to learn English. And so they say, okay, I'm going to learn English, but I hate learning languages. (laughs) Well, we have ourselves a tricky situation there. Now, I'm not saying you have to love learning the language because... We do perhaps find ourselves in some situations where we need to do something that might not be our favourite thing in the world but is going to improve our life somehow. So I understand if that is you, if you are just learning because you feel like you have to for work, but you do still need to just try and change your mindset a little bit just to shift it into one way or the other. So if it doesn't make you particularly Happy and overjoyed to accomplish things in a language or to learn the language, maybe you can get the enjoyment out of the small achievements, out of seeing your progress. You know, just try and shift your mindset a little bit one way or the other to try and see the positive side of things. Because if you have this negative mindset, you are very pessimistic if you are saying things like oh English is so difficult grammar sucks I'm not making any progress why am I doing this I'm trying every day am I wasting my time if you have that mindset you are not going to improve let me repeat that again if you have a negative mindset towards learning a language you are not going to improve in fact it's going to be super super difficult for you to retain that information and it's just going to build up this frustration which like i said a lot of students feel when they are at that intermediate level and then when they go to try maybe and have a conversation with a native they just completely go blank every single time because they just panic and they are unsure of what they are doing you know like why am i here why am i doing this So make sure that you have a strong motivation for learning English, and that at least you find some kind of enjoyment or take something positive away from learning the language. That is really, really important. Now that's actually all that I wanted to say today about learning a language. I do plan on starting a blog over on my website, BritishEnglishTutor.com, to give you some more advice, and I definitely would love to do a whole blog post just about this, maybe link some resources and different things that you can use as well. I'm just going to go through the list of some different fun resolutions that aren't specific, that you could just, you know, maybe set for yourself or find relatable. So I'm going to go through them, grab a pen and paper um, in case they sound like something that you want to try. So first of all, we have get a new job. I know a lot of people, this might apply to you listening. You find a lot of frustration at your work. You might want to try and get a new job. You might want to try and travel somewhere new. It doesn't have to be abroad. It could just be to a new city in your country or in the countryside. You might want to learn a new language, of course. Hopefully you are enjoying learning English, but maybe if you feel confident enough that you have a lot of free time to learn an extra language or you are proficient in English, then go ahead. You might be moving to a new house. It's one that I mentioned earlier. You might want to read more books. I have a friend who I'm actually going to be interviewing soon for this podcast who read 291 books in 2019. 291. Oh my god, that is a crazy amount. It was a mix of physical books and audiobooks and definitely when she comes on the podcast, I'm going to have to ask her all about that. But reading books is just super, super helpful for learning a language too. So do try reading some books in English. You might want to spend more time with your family. You might find that you're working 12-hour days at work, getting home really late, and you're just not able to spend time for family. It happens to a lot of people. So just try and find that time of the day or that time of the weekend to spend that little bit of extra time with them. You might want to learn how to drive, that's something that I'm going to be doing this year. I passed my written test last year, but I have no experience driving a car and I think it's something that'll be quite useful for living in Canada, so I'm going to have to get around to that this year. You might want to start meditating or do something a little bit more spiritual, maybe become closer to your religion if you are a religious person. I know that's something that I am going to be trying this year Um, just kind of following your spiritual path, whatever that is, whether it's related to religion or related to maybe just like meditating and connecting with yourself. That's kind of quite a common goal is just to try and improve that aspect of your life. And it's something that I am definitely going to be putting in a lot of effort for. You might want to learn to play an instrument. I'll tell you now, I'm absolutely terrible (laughs) at playing instruments. Fun fact, I tried to play the cello at school when I was little because we all had to learn an instrument. But I ended up hating it probably because I felt like I was forced to do it. So it's a common thing when kids are forced to play instruments, they end up disliking it very much. You might want to improve your fitness. This is perhaps the most common goal uh, for people all around the world. Every time there is a new year, they have goals to lose weight, something like that. Um, For me personally right now I'm pregnant so (laughs) it's not necessarily a goal of mine right now but after I give birth I would like to try and get into a better physical shape in preparation for my wedding. You might be having a baby. Good luck to you if you are trying for a baby. I know it's not an easy journey but I wish you all the best. I'm super super excited to have my baby. She will be due in just one month now so it's very little time and I'm very excited. You might want to start a business. This is something that I absolutely love doing. (laughs) I currently have two businesses and I actually want to start a third in 2020 and I just love coming up with new ideas for different creative things that I can do on a day-to-day basis Um, and sometimes I just shape a business around that Now I know that's not for everyone, especially if you have a full-time job, but I know it's quite interesting to some people. So you might just want to start small with what we call a side hustle. So just a small business on the side that you can do part-time when you come home from work. You might want to watch less TV. Now, if you're learning English, you might be watching some TV in English, but if you find yourself every single evening sat in front of the TV, you might decide, hey, I could definitely be utilizing this time in a better way. So fair enough to you. I know that I definitely watched more TV in 2019 than I did in 2018. So I'd like to reduce that and go back to playing more board games so that I can spend more time with my family and friends. You might want to start a blog. So just to document maybe what you are doing on a day-to-day basis, start a blog about something that you're interested in. Could be related to your work, which will help further your career or it could just be related to a hobby something like that nowadays it's still quite popular to start blogs I know it was more trendy before but it's actually still pretty cool I think if you can start your own blog start your own website I have my own blog Home Sweet Canada it's the same name as my vintage shop but like I said I'd like to start a new blog this year for British English Tutor Now, there are many, many other ideas. I did post them on my stories, so make sure, like I said, to check out my stories in future to see that. And let me know what New Year's resolutions you have. I now have a good comments option on my website where you can leave a comment after every podcast to let me know your thoughts. So I'd love if you guys started to do that. I'd love to see what you guys think of each episode so make sure to head over to my website and leave your new year's resolutions as a comment to this episode and that's it for me here on tea and chat today i want to wish you all a lovely lovely 2020 i hope you all have good health and have a really enjoyable year no matter how you perceive the new year to be it is kind of like a fresh start you know You're not going to be a completely different person, but it is another opportunity or excuse to set yourself some realistic goals. So I hope that you learned something from this episode today and are able to take away something that you can use in your own life. And I look forward to continuing this podcast Tea and Chat in 2020, going from season two and potentially into a season three. It's super, super exciting. So until next week keep practicing, keep studying and make sure to set your goals. (laughs) Goodbye.